Get in the fans. 45 minutes down, 45 minutes to go. Get on your feet. Come on, you jacks. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. Danny, we are live at Memorial Stadium, the second half just kicked off here it's the charlotte independence versus the greenville triumph i'm so pumped to be here talking soccer with you as we sit here and watch this match it's a first for the show and i'm so excited about it. it's good to see you great to be here great to be seen great to be up here in this special reserved box that we've got for <laughs> ourselves here overlooking the field at memorial stadium shout out ashley osiecki uh one of the absolute best in the business and uh, said, hey guys, you want to try something new with the show? You want to come see a match? And John's like, hey, yeah, we'll come see a match. We'll record a show live during the match. So that's what we're doing. And uh, it's nil-nil first half, so we're uh, all to play for here in the second half as the independents are opening up against Greenville Triumph. Charlotte FC, no strangers to uh, a game against Greenville Triumph. It's, and the, it's the second time we've seen <laughs> Greenville Triumph uh, in person. I, second time I've seen yeah. them in person. I, I, I think saw second them. or third for me, but yeah. Probably. I, I figured you may have seen them in a match before, but it's a it's a great coaching matchup tonight, Danny. It's one of the reasons why I was is excited this, to be is here. Is this Harks versus uh, our boy? Yes. I Jeffries versus Harks. Um, uh, John Harks, somebody, uh, a former player on the United States men's national yeah. team. Legend, yeah. Uh, he's here tonight. He's casual. Yeah, had and some issues with some of his teammates, unfortunately, if you know the history. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to color your feelings on Coach Harks. Uh, but uh, he's mentioned as a guy who's an up-and-comer in the coaching ranks these days. And uh, uh, I don't know, if you think about Jeffries, the wily veteran versus Harks, a guy who's sort of, you know, becoming a, a, a big coach in America, it's interesting. Well, you know what's interesting to me is you talk about, you know, there was issues on the USMNT squad when he was there. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's changed uh, in how many yeah. years? You know, because it seems like yeah. that's the current state of the federation. It was right. it was a Is travesty it, on Sunday it, night not to see the United <laughs> States play for the Gold Cup against Mexico. Is it better to miss the, uh, the 2018 World Cup or to uh, crash out of the 1998 World Cup with the uh, players hooking up with each other's wives scandal? Uh, you, you'd be the judge, I guess. Uh, so we're going to talk about a lot of things tonight. We're going to celebrate being here on the Charlotte Soccer Show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at For the Crown Baby. Uh, make sure you follow Danny, at Danny Brams. Follow me, at John Don't Hayes on me. there. Don't follow me. Unfollow me, please. i got nothing <laughs> interesting to say. You can find him on threads, though. You can, <laughs> but, but, but you can't find us on Instagram. No, okay? we got booted from Instagram. Whoever reported us, we will find you. <laughs> I'm, I still think it was something that you said in the rant about how you couldn't be bought. Yeah, I went on a rant, and it might have... On might have, Flies yeah, forgot to put the trigger warning on the rant about you can't yeah, buy me off. That human trafficking investigation got involved or whatever. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah so we, we don't need to get into that. Uh, now, but what we're going to do is sit back and we're going to watch this match. And we're going to talk about uh, a, a, an official departure. Nuno Santos, uh, a short stint here in Charlotte. He's gone, and right. uh, where is he, he headed, Danny? He's off to Vitoria Soccer Club uh, in Portugal um, to do his thing uh, back in the Portuguese First Division. He remember he was a Benfica prospect when he was coming up and. He was a big signing for Charlotte. Ended up playing, if you uh, remember the famous scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, as the Independents have a chance here. Uh, 
uh, nine times, nine times. Uh, I think that's how many games <laughs> Nuno Santos played for us, right? Nine. Oh, another nice chance there. Cross in from the wing from our boy Omar Cease, friend of the show. Going wide and sending a nice uh, service in the box. Quick take. Uh, A.O. Flanagan. Yeah. Playing fantastic this evening. I he, see him he, out there on the he, left. He was my first half man of the match. Um, the captain, Clay Dimmick, the right back. A.O. Flanagan, another friend of the show, the left back. We got Omar holding it down in the midfield. I'd take any of those guys that you just mentioned over Nuno Santos. I love it. What great segue because I would gladly take Omar Cease over Nuno Santos on Charlotte FC for sure. I, I love his game. Uh, Dimmick and Flanagan obviously have bright futures as well. Um, Nuno's gone, and, and we can talk about more of that. I know you're sort of setting up everything. We let, If you want to finish the summary, then yes. we'll, we'll go in it, order. It, yeah, it, I don't, I don't want to go too deep before we finish our table of contents here. That's right. Uh, it's, it's an important part. Uh, we, need it, we, need, we need to have a, uh, a special guest forward before every Charlotte soccer show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone that comes on and gives, you know, 45 seconds. What John and Daniel accomplished in this episode is something that uh, you'll look back upon. And uh, when you think about the classic episodes, the ground they broke going inside the press box to record a live episode during a match, could, we know that other shows will be copying it soon. Because that's typically what happens. And uh, the League's Cup is starting this week, Danny. It's the inaugural League's Cup. First it's, ever. Well, yeah. it's the first ever in this format. They had it last year, but it was much smaller. Another big chance. Uh, the independents are knocking on the door. So Joel Johnson. You feel like a goal is coming here at Memorial Stadium right now. Yeah, that, and that's the ultimate. We're not going to do play-by-play for you. We're not interested in that. What we want to do is I want to experience a home goal while we're recording the show. Yeah. If we don't, that'll be uh, what, too bad. Well, and we all, what one huge fe- feature of our show, and we thank all the wonderful TIFOs out there and TIFOs in training who are uh, listeners and want to get involved. Uh, it's all about ambiance on this show. And we, all, we love to record live in locations and have music going in the background. We've always, we have had some famous episodes in the past of various Muzak tracks in the back that were really well recorded by the mics. This is... Uh, You'll be able to hear, if you're listening, you should be able to hear a little bit of the crowd reaction. So you'll know when a big play happens. You don't need our play-by-play, like John said, but I do love the ambiance, and this is something totally new for us. 9 p.m. Friday night, same time as the United States women's national team game. And to me, we had a back and forth with... Uh, somebody in the, the ticket sales department for Charlotte FC. Um, and we're trying to explain that the League's Cup scheduling this match at the same time as the United States Women's National Team. Not great for anybody. On a Friday night at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. There's a watch party for both games in Southend. That sounds fun. But ultimately, I would love to watch each match at different times. Not, right. not concurrently. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I... That's not Charlotte FC's fault. That I think that's League's Cup's fault exactly. and MLS. Exactly. And, and the idea of, uh, like we said, steamrolling the rest of the continental and uh, global calendars with Women's World Cup uh, being sort of uh, soccer-interested audiences, they're being split, you know, like, it's, it's lame when you have to sort of choose between men's soccer and women's soccer. You know, you should just be able to celebrate all soccer and, like, I want to watch both of those games. It sucks that they're not uh, able to be watched standalone. Uh, I'm going to be watching... Charlotte FC in the Leagues Cup for sure. I'll have USWNT on a, on a second screen. Definitely keep an eye on both matches. But in this episode specifically, we're going to talk about Leagues Cup. We're going to kind of address the roster that was announced today. Yeah, we talk got a little, about little who, news. who was left off the roster. And I want to get into a coaching discussion 
There's a lot of noise surrounding Charlotte FC right now, but I wanted to talk about the two guys we already mentioned, John Harks and Mike Jeffries, and, and the kind of organization we're seeing on the pitch tonight, and ask the questions about a potential Christian Latanzio replacement. If, if that sacking ever comes, what kind of attributes are we looking at when it comes to a coach that could potentially step into that role and manage Charlotte FC in that next era, I, which a lot of people think will happen eventually. On the advice of my lawyers, I can't answer a hypothetical. No, no, that should be an interesting discussion. I look forward to that. Yeah, so let, let's start with some, some roster news tonight is what I want to do. I want to talk about Nuno Santos. Um, and we've got a couple questions, by the way, as well. Uh, Ash Hamrick, uh, somebody that contributed to uh, the spaces that you hosted. Ash's uh, voice has been heard after on the, the match. show. He's, he's uh, one of the lucky ones that have been able to be with us. You can go at, at For the Crown Baby and you can listen to that recorded spaces. Yeah. So make sure you go Scroll there, the page. You, you check that out, and listen to this show as well. So Nuno Santos is out. We know Scott Arfield is in. We might have some, some interesting uh, news about Scotty Arfield soon. Hopefully. Scotty doesn't know, or does he? <laughs> uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about... Um, Scott Arfield and his impact that he could have on this League's Cup run. Um, we've got Brecht, uh, our newest signing, who was not included in that roster. Yes, yeah, that's some of the news today is that uh, the League's Cup roster was released. And a couple of interesting names from the Legacy made the roster who have not made first-team debuts yet. And one guy who's not on uh, the page is Brecht Dejaher, Dejaher, Dejaher. There's going to be 20 different ways people say yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't say it because I figured any way I, way I said it, someone would tell me I right, was wrong. Right. Well, I watched a, like a four-minute pronunciation video that the FC Toulouse made of their fan, of all these different Toulouse fans. You can find this on YouTube if you want, if you search like Dejaher uh, pronunciation. And they all say it a bunch of different ways, and they're all wrong, and the, the video like X's out all of them. So there's like... This guy, some people are going to tell you they have the, uh, the absolute A-class, number one way to, to say Brecht Dejaher's name. I'm going to tell you it's all going to come down to your dialect and accent and how guttural you want to be with your uh, Germanic syllables there. And uh, thank you very much, Trumpeter, yeah, for uh, punctuating my point there on punctu- on pronunciation. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Brecht is not going to be playing the League's Cup, at least not in the group stage. I'm not sure if you can update the roster sheet. You know, but this is like whenever you enter like a tournament, whenever you enter a World Cup, you know you have to submit. This is our roster sheet for this competition, and so these like if you're not named on this roster sheet, I'm assuming you can't play in the first two, and I'm assuming you can't play the entire tournament. But maybe, maybe there's a chance to update it via injuries later in the in the knockouts. Who knows? But Brecht is not going to debut until after League's Cup. We can assume or presume. Let's say um, is Messi playing in League's Cup? I haven't seen the Miami roster. I've always been presuming that he is going to play League's Cup because I just figured like they want him on the field as much as possible. I would bet if I looked up Miami's roster, I would find it um, whether he was on or not. But I don't know if that's been released to the public. I'm just, I'm just curious. I wanted to shout out Willie P for posting this. By the way, we got you got to love Will Pelagic, and he uh, hooked up this roster very nicely this afternoon, which gave me something to think about on the Charlotte FC tip, which I appreciate. Thanks, Will. Willie P, aka Mickey Mouse, <laughs> Mickey who, P, yeah, who, yeah, yeah, who, uh, who's had his hey. 15 minutes of fame after it's, an unbelievable goal call of Carol Swiderski's mm-hmm. brace at Bank of America Stadium. Well, what it, against FC Cincinnati? That was an incredible it, moment, and the way Willie P called that moment was just like his signature style, right? And it was awesome to right. see it hit uh, the national right. airwaves, and it was especially awesome to see someone try to 
point at it and say, hey, point this at, look at this guy. They wanted ha, to ha, disparage ha, it. Ha, ha. They tried to disparage it, and Willie P, just through his positive attitude and his commitment to doing things the way he wants to do, turned it into a big positive thing where all of a sudden everybody's like, yeah, it does sound like Mickey Mouse, and we like that. You know, like, I think, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing wrong with that, yeah. you know, so good on him. And uh, deserves a lot of the newfound attention that's being focused on our on our radio team. They both do, Will and Jess. Jess, great video uh, treatment, helping out our boy Isaac Walker from The Legacy, who then went on to win Goalie Wars. Very cool as well. So, the WFM then C team is killing it. Uh, uh, and uh, let's uh, let's give them both raises. And uh, I, I heard that the WFNZ ratings were up, I and, I, and I just started to think, like, how good would their actual ratings be if we were the afternoon drive time show. <laughs> Give us a shot. Give us. I mean, if you want a shot, if you believe a soccer focused hour in the drive time uh, with maybe some football talk on the side would, would work, uh, go for no, it. No, I mean, no. we're not talking Panthers. We're not talking Hornets. There's no way in hell we're doing that. No, no. I would talk. I went to high school football. I mean, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, yeah, like a little uh, Myers Park versus Charlotte yeah, yeah, Catholic, yeah, yeah. you know, on yeah, a Friday yeah. night. I would do this on a volunteer basis. I would have a great job. I don't need a second one. But. So, so tell me about the roster who's off that should be on it's just brecht brecht is the really the only name that's like not so on is there. charlotte fc going for this cup trophy i still think that remains to be seen because you got guys like copetti you got uh uh Melanda's on there he's been hurt you got Derek jones who's been hurt so through some of our guys who are currently considered on the injured list haven't had updates hopefully getting an update from latanzio on thursday could be dated by the time you listen to this but the points will still stand uh these guys may be available for League's Cup. They may not. There's some youngsters on the list that we haven't seen yet, namely Jack Neely. So Neely's a guy who's done pretty well with the legacy of the center back role. You realize we're, we're very short on center backs. I think this might be a time where Sobachinski has his pluses. People love Sobokop. He's got a great nickname. He's got some great long passing. He's left-footed in the center back role, which he, we He's like. somebody that started in that Charlotte FC Open Cup match against Greenville Triumph. <laughs> In the inaugural long, season long ago, a year at and a half ago, almost. Yeah, yeah. He, he started and, that match. And that's, it was his first that's, start, I think. I think that's when Matt Barbie first fell in love with him. I, hon- I honestly do believe. Uh, but Mark started that match one, too. It was, it was fun. It was there's a great one game. big problem with Sobocop, and that is that that nickname can easily be melded into Slobocop and being caught, you know, chasing behind the play on a couple high-profile goals that we've given up recently is not going to help. So we've got Jack Neely in as a guy who I could see potentially making some kind of debut in a League's Cup situation. Well, we saw Andrew Privet. Privet came in and played center back, which is not his normal position. We are. He's more of a DM. Uh, the Penn State uh, player. We, we played in the Privet, Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool to have a Penn State player on the squad, by the way, as someone that graduated from there. Pri- Privet uh, and Neely, both guys who gave great interviews to uh, Jess and Will on Crown Corner Podcast, by the way, just as we keep uh, pumping them. And then a weirdly weird But don't name- listen to anybody else besides us. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, honestly, I actually heard there was a uh, someone that I respect in the business uh, who does team-specific content was like, hey, there's room for everybody. Oh, yeah. Trust me. That's and what made Yeah, we got 30,000 fans in the stands. There's room for... It's 24 hours in the day. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like there's, yeah. there's a lot of content that you can consume. And that's why we don't try to make our podcast like 90 minutes and two hours long. We're trying to keep you for, you know, 40 minutes of your time because we know everybody who listens to the show is busy. If I didn't stop... T- if I let myself, I would talk for 90 minutes. That's why I need John <laughs> to produce me and cut me off. But let me just say one other name that pops on the list is a fourth goalkeeper, Russell Shealy, also from Legacy. Not Isaac Walker, who won goalie wars, but Russell has had some minutes with Legacy. 
So we've got Kalina, Marks, Cisniega, and Sheely all on the availability roster for this tournament. So we'll see where that gets us. Again, I don't know if other teams are doing four goalkeepers or not. I'll have to look into that after we tape the episode. But all the usual suspects are there other than our new boy. Do you think that we'll know when we see the starting lineup on Friday night whether Latanzio wants to go for this or not? 100%. And I would hope... So here's the deal. Nakaxa is a very beatable team. Uh, they are last place... They were... Bottom three in Liga MX in the first half of the season. And it's a three-team group. It's and a we're three a three-team group, top two advance. So, in theory, as long as we, even if we lose to Dallas, in theory, win at home against Nakaxa and advance as the number two team in the group, regardless of anything else, if you expect Dallas to also beat Nakaxa, right? Or even draw them. So, that having been said, uh, Nakaxa's captain they got a center back named Alexis Pena that I'm familiar with through playing fantasy. He's the captain of their team. He's out six weeks. That's going to make them an even more weakened opponent. Nice. Not a very good team. Not celebrating an injury, just stating the fact that... that uh, well, I said nice. Like, yeah. I was celebrating. <laughs> yeah, that's why I had to give a qualifier. <laughs> so, uh, so, that's a mini scouting report on them is just to say that, like, we might see a weak team go against Dallas because it doesn't really matter. What we really need to do is just beat Nakaks at home to advance. I, I think if we play it that way, there's a very good chance that we see some subby type uh, players in the starting lineup or subbing in earlier than normal in this match. The other thing is, it could be a spot. Some teams have already kind of hinted strongly that they're giving the tournament to their backup goalkeepers. Cincinnati's made it clear that Alec Kahn will probably be playing. Uh, there's talk Joe Willis might sit this tournament for Nashville and, and give it up to Panico. Uh, so. Would Charlotte do that with George Marks? Would George Marks get the tournament? Sometimes you know how backup keepers will get the cup, you know, in the in the Premier League. We see that all the time. It's, so. a, it's a great question, Danny, about yeah. whether George Marks will get the cup. I say no, and the reason why is because it's not a cup that's being played concurrently with another competition. Totally agree. It's it's a it's a stop it down with everything, and I just don't think Charlotte FC is good enough to take this tournament off. It, and we know Zorn had hinted in the interview with Carol Rogers that uh, Carol Walton Rogers that he uh, he kind of said, "Hey, in a few weeks we're planning to have almost nearly a month off to integrate the new players in the squad." That's all well and good, but you might as well be playing meaningful matches in that time right. as well because you're not doing anything else. So you might as well have some knockout games in the midst of your extra training sessions. Yeah, right? give you, you some, know what give I'm you some so, experience to yeah, when this exactly, MLS season exactly. comes down so, to the last couple of weeks, I, and you basically have a playoff game like you did against Columbus last year at the bank that you're more prepared for it to rise to the occasion and get the win. I, I like that line of thinking. I don't think that we're going to tire out our guys for the stretch run by just playing a full strength lineup in League Cup because it's just one game a week. You know, it's it's not that it's not really that hard. So it's like it's the normal schedule. It's just a different competition. So I really think we're not good enough that we can afford to like play the kids here. Is Chris really Hagard on the roster? Hagard is on the roster. I saw yeah. him here tonight. He love, was, he was showing some love here at the Independence game. He's an Independence legend. He's a yeah. USL One League legend for sure. And I wish he would get more. He hasn't made the most of his chances with uh, with the first club that he's had limited opportunities. He's done a little bit better with Legacy, but he was great on Independence. Uh, I'd love to see him back here, to be honest. But. Uh, just to see him play because he's fun to watch. I think one other thing of, about League's Cup that you enlightened me on is how the groups shake out, who finishes first mm -hmm. and who finishes second. It really matters based on uh, Charlotte FC's group um, 
and if you finish first, you'll be you'll be uh, paired against someone who finishes second in another group. And if you, fi- you finish second, you'll be paired against somebody that finished first, I believe, in, that, a, in another group. And Danny, you that is correct. And the the but what makes it interesting is that uh, you. Uh, the group that we would face the first place team of if we got second. Oh my goodness. Cease off the bar. He only scores bangers. He almost scored another one. That was from outside the box. Yeah, that's what he does, dude. He almost just, wow. And now a yellow, an 11 Lakes yellow card. It'd be nice to have a beer right now. I, I, we were, I was walking over here with friend of the show. Tremendous friend of the show, Matt Geslin, and I asked him, "Can I bring a beer into the press box?" I thought I, about it, and I was like, "Well, I'll leave it up to Danny to see if he has any ethics and integrity." <laughs> if I thought that I could have gotten the beer through the main press box area and just into our booth without being seen and no one stopping me or checking me, I would have done it. But because I was worried about someone seeing me carry the beer into the press box, I didn't do it. So it's not necessarily that I was worried about breaking a law or breaking a protocol or an ethic. I was worried about getting caught for doing so. So so I didn't do it. Uh, So so tell me about these groups. All right. So the key, the thing is, if we are... We're South South 1 or South 2? We're South 4. If we win our group, we play the second place team of Miami, who could have Messi... Cruz Azul, who's a very quality league at MX side, and Atlanta United. So we, any one of those three is going to be a tough opponent. Yes. But even if we win the group, which Dallas is probably going to so win. So if we win the group, we play three of the the best teams in this competition. In the South, in the South region, for sure. This It's a really like not favorable matchup, even as group winners. We get second in the group. We play the winner of this trio, Austin FC. Beatable, having a struggling season. They're kind of a one-man team. They've had they're very easily beatable, uh, not doing as good as last year. And then Mazatlan and Juarez, two of the worst teams in the MX. Mazatlan is even worse than Nacoxa, who Charlotte FC faces. So, like in theory, we'd probably be play, be playing Austin FC or Juarez. Maybe Mazatlan on outside chance they get hot. So, like, but so the the second place finish opponents that we if we finish second, our prospective opponents. On paper, much easier matchup. Do with that what you will. I'm glad I didn't have any beers because if I did, I wouldn't have been able to follow any of that. <laughs> I don't know if I followed it myself, but uh, I, but I, I do I, know. It's all clear in my head. I, I promise. I do know what I want though, and whether this it's whether this sh- should happen or not, or, or this is what we should want. But I do want to win the group, and I want to play Atlanta in the next round. That'd be great. I, I could see that happening because uh, we I would, would we would host Atlanta in that situation. I would have to say Cruz Azul a favorite to win that matchup. So we'll see. So that, if we win the group, the other thing. we could host Atlanta winning in the, that if, second round. If winning in the group is, is what depends on your home in a way in the th- round of 32, then definitely you would want to win the group because home field would be everything. And I think that this group is yeah. winnable. Yeah, for sure. If we draw against – if we go, so the winnable case, the, the easiest way to win the group is take Dallas to a shootout, win penalties. You have, you have two points versus their one. Uh, there's penalties right after 90 minutes. There's no 30 minutes extra time. So 90 minutes, draw, penalties – Lose the penalties, you get one point. Win the penalties, you get two points. Win before penalties, you get three. I don't know if I like it, but I'll I'll, I'll deal it's with it. It's the way it works. Yeah, it's the way it works in the table in Next Pro also. So well, that makes a lot of sense. But what that gives us an opportunity to do is uh, draw against Dallas, get one point, and then have a better result than them against uh, Nicaragua, or win the shootout. So we've got the edge, and the yeah. result doesn't matter. Or just so win both matches. 
Well, there you go. But I, I think it's something that Charlotte could, John, could do. I, we have not won a match since May 27th. It's been two, it, nearly two months. And when we take the field against Miami on August 20th, I counted this out, it will have been 85 days since a league win the last time. Uh, that's our next league game. I, I tweeted that out last week also in my... In my Sunday numbers, Sunday fun with numbers. When I was so bitter about yeah, uh, the, the two loss. points on that. I uh, when you tweeted that, I I felt like a little part of me died inside. <laughs> Eighty five days between league wins, <laughs> like, and that's not in the off season. There's not an off season in the middle of that. That's like an entire off season. Eighty five days. You know what I'm saying? I know. That's that, that's like you really like. That's in the midst of the season. A, like off my rails a little bit. Like it's a lot of days. So. Man, that's that's brutal. But my counterpoint was that, like, the reason why I, I think Charlotte FC could win both of those matches is because when you look at the the streak of games without a point, we were leading in so many of them. Yeah. Right. So it's like that is the we reason haven't... why I think this club could get a one nil win or a two one win against both of these clubs. Because they've scored goals, they just need to fix up their issues at the back, and and hopefully during this time off, and by time off I mean just like a a different schedule, a new competition, and an opportunity to change your tactics a little bit. Like this is if Latanjo doesn't change any of his tactics in Leeds Cup, it, then then he is a stubborn manager that needs to be sacked. Yeah, I mean he is a stubborn manager. Whether he needs to be sacked remains to be seen, but. Shout out, uh, it's in the air, the whole idea of, of the drop points. Uh, MLS Gone Wild, uh, the Columbus Crew account, who's kind of a, a friend of the show, tweeted us out. Keegan M., who is a tremendous friend of the show, brought yeah, to our attention. Yeah, he's good to talk to uh, Yeah. Uh, Charlotte leads the league in most points dropped from winning positions. 17 oh, points. Yeah, and Latanzio brought it up also, and Zoran brought it up in the Q&A with Carol. So, I mean, uh, everybody has now identified Charlotte as this team that chokes away leads in year two. That's not a good identity to have, but that is our identity. You are what your record says well, you it's are, because, I think. You know, I think it's Parcel because the players that. are anxious and nervous to mm-hmm. please the fans. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> we put too much pressure on them want, want, by showing up and being loud and wanting them to win. That's a really strange uh, di- uh, situation we got going on. We've got some substitutions here uh, in the match. We've It's the 73rd minute right now. We've got some substitution. Gabby Overton. Jeffrey's pulling the strings, brings in Gabby Overton in the last 20 minutes of a scoreless uh, match here. Uh, we saw Dan Kelly subbed off at half. He started the match. King Kelly is uh, had a great goal. We got last match we were here, last home match. We saw Dan Kelly score right in front of us. Uh, but he doesn't really have the full 90 in him anymore, it seems like, for him. Uh, also just got a phone update. Arsenal just scored against the MLS All-Stars. So there you have it. We're, I'm not, I might uh, watch highlights, but I'm not really that too interested in the MLS All-Star game since I was going to go and uh, was not able to go uh, because of some other commitments. So, uh, But you're I'm here gonna instead. Pretend, I'm gonna pretend, yeah, and I ended, I ended up here in a much better situation. It's funny how life works out that way. Now I'm watching Gabby Oberton work against two defenders here, trying to create a goal, a little, little uh, triangle play with Dimmick and Johnson. I love it. He's wearing number 56, but he's square right in the center of the pitch, <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. that number 10 role. Is he your favorite player on Independence, John? I know you wanted yes, him to be on FC. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. I just think... And, and he's not on FC because of his age. Um, and also, the, I think they would have brought him in, but he needed an international slot. I think MAR would yes. have brought him in. Maybe, I'm sure there's some 
club insiders out there that know a lot well, better you know, you know, than Christian Latanzio would have brought him in yeah. if he had the chance because of the experience, right? He loves old, you know players north of thirty. <laughs> yeah, now that are yeah, experienced, right? He should reapply. It's, <laughs> it's like, hey, do you guys still have my resume on file? You that eat rejection email. You said you keep my yeah. resume on file, and now now the position looks a little different, job description wise. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I do like Overton. I hope he scores a goal here. But uh, yeah, League's Cup. It, it's a mist. It's a riddle ro- locked inside an enigma, wrapped inside a mystery, and all that. Um, I wonder. How we're going to approach? I I, despi- I put a plea out there on at for the crown baby. I put my personal plea to help me a to manage my expectations and b to manage my fantasy team. I need to know. The, <laughs> I need all my local medias. I tagged a bunch of them. I didn't tag them all, but I tagged a few that just popped into mind really quick. Uh, ask CL at the next press conference. Are we going to win? I need to know. Like, give us the strongest hint to the lineup, especially who's playing goalkeeper before kickoff on Friday night, please. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're, we're so happy that everybody's hanging out with us here uh, on the show, uh, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you're, you're hearing today on this show, uh, if you think it's a, a podcast that you'd recommend, give us five stars and put us in a position to have success. And Independence almost had success on what Ooh. almost was a breakaway there. Overton, and, and, and give us a review. Leave us a review, too. It really helps us get the show out there. Reviews are amazing. Uh, it bring up in the reviews when I interrupt John. Uh, that's my biggest uh, weakness as a podcaster. No. Well, but, uh, and, and do one other thing. While, while, <laughs> while I'm promoting um, us, you should follow the Independence as well. At Independence on right. Twitter. Uh, Learn about this squad. If you're looking for a night out with family, with friends, an atmosphere that is um, really easy, right? You can can get a great seat. You can enjoy a fun soccer atmosphere. There's no long concessions lines. I was telling somebody at EPR here before I walked over for the match, uh, the bartender Patrick, who's, by the way, doing a fantastic job over there. And... He's somebody... Austin Pack, huge save. Huge save by Pack. He's somebody that... He said, hey, what's the vibe over there? I said, it's it's a, such a good vibe. And if you're looking for something to do with your family that doesn't cost an arm and a leg like some other matches do in town, like you can come here and really have a nice evening and enjoy some beautiful sunset soccer. Uh, the sunset soccer is li- uh, extremely live right now. Uh, what you said about Patrick is true. He's the, uh, the standout. I love all my EPR bartenders, but I'll, Patrick... Uh, I mean, he's got my glass of copper poured for me before I even walk in the door. So that he's, he's the best of the best in that regard. Uh, everybody's great over there, though. Uh, you know, John, you talk about atmosphere and you talk about Charlotte being a soccer city. And, and if you're a Charlotte FC fan who doesn't follow the independence, all I can say is give it a shot. I, I know sometimes if you're not a... Sometimes you only have so much bandwidth for soccer, I get it. But I'm looking down here. One of the joys of, of being here at this match... As we watch another nice chance being created, I'm surprised Tracer Rambuhu has not uh, scored yet, and, and uh, Oberton looks dangerous on the wing and through the middle. Uh, but I'm looking down at the the supporter section here at Memorial Stadium, right? And it's not the it's not as massively uh, jumping up and down uh, as, as what we have at the Fortress, but uh, it's just as dedicated. And I see uh, what I see is a group of people that we know as very dedicated, at least. You know, representative of the Charlotte FC fan base on social media. I see the Orange Goats, huge Charlotte FC tweeter. Level Up Luke, Mike Umberger, Trey Charles, you know. These guys are Charlotte FC fans who are also very dedicated to the independence. And uh, I would recommend that if you want to get deeper in your connection with the beautiful game, 
to come understand it on this level and then compare contrast that with your experience at the MLS level and just see how both have their place in the soccer soul. It, it's now is Memorial Stadium has it become the soul of soccer in this city? We used to say it was uptown in the in the French Quarter, but this is where the grassroots really are. Yeah. This is where you come. This is where the grinders come to work on their skills. This is. I, I wish there was a relationship between this club and Charlotte FC. And even if that relationship was a rivalry, I'd be good with that. Right. Even if, yeah, yeah. Even if it was like uh, put up your dukes, man. That yeah. kind of relationship. Uh, we got a, what, a drinks break here. Yes, hydration break. I love a good hydration break. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, hydration so in- station. Independence used to play out in Matthews. Now the Legacy are out there. Uh, when the Independence moved here to Memorial Stadium, I think it did uh, sort of signify a. And expect, no, I wouldn't say a shift. I still think Hooligans Uptown in the French Quarter is sort of that soccer soul of the city that we all have talked about since the beginning of the show. But I think it expanded. And I think you can almost, it's almost like a, it's an axis of soccer. Like yes. it runs from like Hooligans Uptown through Memorial Stadium. Up into Elizabeth. Yeah, exactly. So like I think there's a, there's almost like a spine, a, a soccer spine. Oh, uh, so yeah. So we're talking about a soul and we talk about a, a spine. spine. Yeah, this is a strong, strong. This is a vertebra. This is a giant, one of your most important vertebrae here on the spine. So uh, that's how I would classify it. I'm not a doctor. I do don't play one on TV. But you are a chiropractor. <laughs> I've been to a chiropractor before, for sure. Yeah, I've had my. I've cracked a few backs. I, I have younger brothers that I used to like. You know, they lay on the ground. And you, like I just step on their back. You know, back when your kids. I don't know if so you ever did so that. we've got uh, 11 minutes to go plus extra time. So hang wow. out with us here for the next. Um, 15 minutes or so we're going to finish off this show as this well, game ends let me ask you John let me put this to you because the chances are coming fast and furious here I do think we're going to see a goal but I want to get back to something that I feel we kind of didn't gloss over but I didn't get your in-depth reaction to Mr. Nine Times Nuno Santos he gone what do you think yeah I, I think it's um, good riddance uh, it's peace nice to know you yeah it's Unfortunately, you know, somebody who just arrived with a lot of promise and expectations. And remember how positive I was about the, the interview that he did with Eric Crack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, pitch yeah. side. Well, yeah, because he's a 21-year-old guy coming from Benfica, one of the best clubs in Portugal, known as a prospect factory. Like, the young players that come out of this place are going to be great. And we've essentially replaced him with aging midfielders <laughs> yeah. from yeah. the UK. On purpose, uh, by design. <laughs> and part of that is Nuno Santos's fault himself, right? right. And, that, of and, that's, and that's why. I would say a large part of it. Most of it. Most of it, yeah, exactly. Almost all of it for me. Not Remember when that, they tried to make him play for Crown Legacy? Yeah, no, and he played again. Remember when he played a game and scored almost a hat trick? He scored two insane goals in the first half. And then he tweeted like a. Like a, a crazy face emoji, like right after the game, and then was literally never seen or heard. Yeah, <laughs> he, I think he flew to Portugal like, no the shit. next morning. He's yeah, like, no yeah. shit, don't yeah. make me do that again. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I, I, I don't need to play against uh, uh, prospects, y'all. I, I know how to yeah. play this game. He, 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 did, he bossed that game for sure, but he never played again. But he was also caught up with the Andre Shinyashiki Right, exactly. That's what did drama. it to him, for sure. Like, and again, not we don't know those facts, but I'll tell you this much, like. The people who do know made a decision that, based on what they knew, he didn't need to be on the club anymore. And right. those we pay those people to make those decisions. You know, right. whether whether we want to know all the sort of details or not, at a certain point, you have to trust uh, 
people that are paid to make decisions, and you have to respect people's privacy. So there it is uh, from all, all our legal. But, but I think if you if you just forget about Nuno Santos and you think about like the skills and attributes he had between the lines as a player, my, what I think is we're missing that. What I think is that Ben Bender is the closest thing right. that we have. We didn't need to do that. that. We that had plays, Ben Bender that plays regularly. And we don't see Bender on the pitch as much as we'd like. Can I... I do have to say one thing. There's a place where Nuno did make a huge impact. And it was on my FIFA 24 uh, franchise mode when, I, when that game came out last year. FIFA 25, the new FIFA is about to come out. So when I first started playing last year's edition, I started with Charlotte he franchise. He was like your creative player and on the squad. No, well, he was like the highest rated player. So I, I like traded away. I got rid of like Al Savar and, and TT and whatnot. And I and I made Nuno the centerpiece of the franchise, but I haven't I haven't updated that uh, that franchise mode in a few months. Try to sell them. See what yeah. see what see if you can get an Maybe undisclosed fee. Back on and sell what, do you, them. Yeah. what do you think the undisclosed fee was? The undisclosed fee, I think, was uh, a plane ticket, uh, and Charlotte FC will pay the twenty five dollars per bag uh, of luggage <laughs> fee uh, when you get to the, the desk to check yeah. in. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Did they? Did they? <laughs> Can can he what? submit right. an expense report for the Uber to the airport? <laughs> the undisclosed fee is you buy me a beer next time I'm in Lisbon. Yes. <laughs> Ten thousand American airline points. Right, right, exactly. I you, I'll send him there. Yeah, but I'll buy the ticket so yeah. I can get the points. Point zero 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 seven Bitcoin. <laughs> Maybe even some uh, some NFTs. Yeah, yeah, and a board ape. <laughs> um, so, so that that is that actually that those are my thoughts on Nuno Santos. Yeah, that's Nuno. He he came and he went, and and like several others on the uh, on the Charlotte SC annals, he, he did not make much of an impact. Who who's we could we have a little mini debate as far as who uh, who's uh, who's who's had the least impact in their time in Charlotte? Is, oh, is it Franco? <laughs> No, yeah. I, I, no, I think anybody that was here to start and like had the balls to step on the pitch in front of the 70K, play for MAR, like there's like a core group of people that if you played in those, like TT Ortiz gave us Right, something. you launched the club. You yeah. only launched once. Yeah, yeah exactly. like you, We've launched, you and I have launched things before together. We did right. several times, including this podcast. Like it's like know, the, yeah, it's yeah. the guys that have like come and go between, mm-hmm. like if you, if you think about the time, right, where we, mm-hmm. we kicked off a year and a half yeah. ago. Not even a year and a half, little a little less than a year and a half ago, right? And yeah. there's been guys who weren't on that team who have come and gone already since. Yeah, including Nuno Santos, he might be the one. Right. Uh, Andre Shinyashiki is there too. Yeah, Although, at one point goal, he was a goal scorer. Yeah, yes. yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not interested in like talking trash and saying, oh, this player was horrible. But I'm interested in the least impact. Who who has had the least impact in their time, whether it's still ongoing or not? I got, I got show, it. But, I got it. Huh. Enzo Capetti. <laughs> perfect answer perfect answer perfect answer uh, yeah so Independence looking for a goal here with five minutes left uh, we don't necessarily have to stretch the episode although the whole gimmick was to kind of like watch the whole no dude I, I just that's why I told the audience like there's 15 minutes left in the show yeah you can hang out we'll, we'll talk about other topics um, in this last five minutes what something, you, something that I what do you to, think of the coaching that's I want to get into that we, we want to get into coaching attributes I also said we would ask uh Ash Hamrick's question. We got to, yeah, we have, you we know? didn't put, we didn't put the call out this time necessarily, 
But in mentioning that we were recording here tonight on the social media, we did get a couple questions. We did. And, uh, which is great. So what's we Ash, love the Tifos. Ash's question is... What needs to happen in order to salvage what we can from this season? And your response was, how long do you have? Well, we Ash, we've got about four minutes. That's plus the point. Time. Yeah. So that's why I wanted <laughs> yeah. to save Ash's question for the part of the show. Because we've got time, and I know, Ash, you do too. So um, I think the... That you take a look like a, a Coach Jeffries. You take a look at a John Harks. You're talking about two guys who are um, doing a really nice job coaching both of these programs, right? Both of these clubs. Yeah. Both and in contention. I'm not even one. talking about tonight, right? It's 0-0. Either side might get a goal. We might see another draw. That's Attractive kind of our, soccer I, being played. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of our thing lately is watching draws, right? So I'm not surprised that this is, <laughs> Great point. This is happening tonight. Um, but I think what Charlotte FC can do to salvage its season is kind of take a, a few points from these two in that I'm going to be a rock, right? I'm, I'm going to rely on certain guys to play certain positions, right. and everybody knows where they stand within the organization. Mm-hmm. I think the independents are perfectly managed in that way. Yeah. Is that these, these players know exactly where they need to be on the pitch, exactly what their role is, and they're comfortable in their yeah. roles. And they know when there's they know they know if they're a sub, they know when they're going to sub on. They know I'm going to come on at such and such minute, you know, every game because that's the the rotation. Like pattern. Clay knows he's going to start, he's going to be able to play positions and go the full 90. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that. He's confident in that, right? There's other guys on the pitch who a Dane Kelly knows he's going to get the start, but he might end up coming off. Right, right? so, so he, he gives his all for the time that he has. Right. And that's his role. And he knows it, and that's what you're talking about. These coaches who are veterans know that when you have a squad, you have to define roles and stick to it, and people need to know what their roles are. And I think the players on Charlotte FC don't know exactly right. what their role Be- is. Because our coach is learning on the job. It's not an insult to say that he's just finished his rookie year. And he's getting started into his second year, and hopefully we'll see some improvement. And, and honestly, like we've talked about the rotation at the back. We've talked about how there's so many different formations That's used. the problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I kind yeah. of think that and injuries play if, – if injuries didn't play a large role in this, you could be sacked for that alone. You could have tweeted it out – and if I was David Tepper, I would have looked at that and I would have gone, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. I don't know anything about soccer, but I know you can't change the back four every single it was, game. You, you yeah. said it was like 18 different yeah. combinations? Yeah, and that was a month ago that we did that chart. And, and it there's hasn't been like we new been, combinations yeah. since then. You did, you're right in that injuries have been a, a part of it. Milanda's gone down hurt. Jones has had a feeling at center back and gone down hurt. Carujo has been back. slow coming back. He's had issues. Uh, you know, most I think I agree with the commentators who I've heard say. Here we go. It's a very nice move. Advantage given here. There's Oberton dominating oh, the ball. Wow. Beautiful. Can we get a chance here, Danny? Mm, they kind of slowed down this counter, but they got a secondary break. Yeah, they did. But you're seeing even that, right? You're seeing Oberton comes onto the pitch, right? right. He, he has a specific role. We said when he came on, he's wearing 56, but he's right. playing 10. So he gets the that, ball right in that center of the pitch, and he's creative. There's nobody right. to do that. That's a great point of, like, how many times have we seen it where 
subs come on, we've had subs make an impact. I'm not saying it never happens, but many other times, subs come on and they almost look like they don't know. Like, Ajumon comes on for 20 minutes uh, the other night, and it's like, he didn't really make the impact that we need to see. Like, he doesn't really know... The, the, the concept of like what we do when it's when the changes happen needs to like be it, flowing better from the sick, coach okay. to the captain to the players on the field. I'm putting all I'm putting everybody. I'm not just blaming the coach just for that. Situational football. Right. Agreed. The synergy needs to be there. Oh, almost a goal for the independence. A big chance missed. Yeah. A big chance missed. Situational no football. Per, no we, purchase on these the are, These are the things that we've talked about. Ba- we're bad a man up. We're bad a man down. Mm-hmm. We're bad. Uh, with the in, in transition, mm-hmm. we're bad in the, with the league. We're mm-hmm. bad at making our subs. I, I think like, we're good at chasing the game. That's when we're pretty good. Unfortunately, you can't do that all the time and be successful. Like you know, you can be good at chasing the game, and maybe salvage a point here and there to help you out. But you need, you'd rather be good at holding on to what you are able to get from neutral positions, right? Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, the the fourth official has indicated. Four minutes of stoppage time. I love it. So we've got four minutes we left four in the show. Minutes. So so spin that into, we see what a good, you know, a veteran coach we would like to see doing. How does that answer Ash's question of what needs to happen to salvage that's, I just I, that's, that's, I just answered the question. Well, <laughs> put, not guy, just... you put guys in their roles. Okay, yes. so, yeah, so, so, okay, I'm sorry. So let me just extend it then. If that happens... What is salvageable? When Ash says salvage everything. what we can from everything the season, what's salvageable. still salvageable? You still you haven't given up on anything, right? Well, no, it's, we, it's way too early to give look, up. Look at despite the, the yeah, down times. Again, I'll do the golf analogy again. You just look at the leaderboard and you kind of just decide like, is he within an as you know is the is the stroke differential mm-hmm. too great to overcome or not? It's not. And when you look at the table, you ask yourself like mathematically, can you overcome that point differential? To make a playing game to the playoffs, mm-hmm. yes, and I still say that. Like, and, and you made a good point about the the first round being a three game series, and that's new this year in MLS. Yeah, but I still think like getting eighth place and hosting that playing game would be decent. I'd be trust. I'd rather, I'd be fine going on the road. I'd be fine with ninth place and going going on the road for that playing game. I, I, there's nothing I would love more than to be in the top nine, even even with the ignominy. And and the so, you know sort of sheepish embarrassment of the fact that you you backed your way into that eight nine game, I would take it and run. So I'm not giving up on anything. We did a whole show about that. No, it was I, like two weeks ago. I, I'm just reiterating, bro. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just sort of like taking it to you know. So I'm I'm making it a a thing, making it a meme here on, on the show. I, I I'm, I'm looking at the table. I honestly think. If we had beat if we had beat Montreal and we were the ones on twenty nine points one point behind DC United with a game in hand against them, I would be over the moon. And the fact that we lost to them and now we're four points back of the playoff position with two teams be- between us and there, I- I'm you know staring at the pit of misery. So it's kind of like the psychological chasm between those two positions is is uh, is weighing, and uh, I-, I don't I don't like it. I- I- our team needs to do better. We need wins. We need. The thing of it is, we have had someone. One of the TIFOs pointed this out, and I forget. Uh, I forgive my uh, part of me for drawing a blank on exactly which one it is. One of our great TIFOs who pointed out that Charlotte FC has had a run this season of the number of points that we need. Like we, I think it was like we've had a run of getting like eleven points out of fifteen available, and if we do that again, then we're going to be right in a golden position. So. It's not like we're being asked to do something we've never done before. Uh, Matt Geslin had a nice tweet. He's here in, in the booth with us tonight. 
Um, always, you know, you can follow him at uh, mgeslin photo on Instagram. Uh, you can find his photos of Charlotte Independence there. Um, he asks, are there financial implications like in Premier League by making like the play-in games or the playoffs? I think that's a, that's a great question. I'm not Hosting sure. Hosting another home game that has financial well, implications. That's yeah. a good point. That's <laughs> There's got to be point. some type of payout. Yeah, the, I'm sure you get some type of pay, cash prize. The, from yeah, the, the way that the ML, MLS works is I wonder if it's an equal revenue share or not. That's something that I think that we can dive into on the show. I've never pretended like I've, I'm an MLS expert on the show <laughs> and the way the league works. In fact, I'm glad that I'm not. <laughs> I would have to presume it's similar to other sports where... It's based on how far you advance. The biggest payout goes to the champion, and then smaller payouts to everyone else who participated in the in the MLS Cup playouts. But uh, I will, I'll I'll try to find out. I, I know just who I will ask that question to find out. Guy uh, who's one of the biggest MLS experts I've ever known. So uh, yeah, it, it's all words? to play for. It's, it, there's there, this maybe my last more, words are this one more attack my, left in this match. My last words are to just my answer of what's salvageable for the season on my plate. When you say everything, John, I agree. The MLS Cup playoffs are still realistic for us. But what I need to see is... A goal for the Independence! Oh my goodness, it was an epic save, but then a follow-up goal. The captain! That's Clay Dimmick, baby! Oh my god! Ladies and gentlemen! The shirt's off, he's celebrating in the corner with the supporters. A, it's a goal at the death! A scrappy, scrappy effort to make his best friend, Brand Bronico, proud. He, he goes to the supporters section. They're loving him. Umberger lights the the, uh, the blue smoke, floating, wafting through the air above Memorial Stadium. What a goal! What a scrappy, relentless effort that was. An, an amazing save and a crazy rebound follow-up. There was one team in the final four minutes of stoppage time that was going for the win, and it was the Charlotte Independence. They got exactly what they deserved tonight. It's three points. I think that might have been the last kick of the game. Oh, captain, my captain. They're bringing the ball to the center circle for a kickoff, but that should have been the last kick of the game. That felt like four minutes of stoppage time to me. Uh, American Legion Memorial Stadium is blowing up, y'all. The uh, shout-out from the people in the VIP seats. The trumpet players are going nuts. We started the, the, the episode with the, the Rocky theme, Gonna Fly Now. And now it plays again at the end. Yeah. Nothing could be better. What a uh, what a beautiful thing, uh, you know. It's the up, the, it's, up the jacks, baby. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brown. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. After the League's Cup match on Friday, we'll be back with another episode. But until then, up the jacks, baby. Yeah. 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 Yeah.